0: Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us.
1: And welcome to The Sages Among Us. I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores, and my guest tonight is Lisa Sworthout, our new District 3 supervisor, and uh, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I, I have to say, this is a deja vu from being interviewed by you <laughs> and Tom and KNCO years ago. And so I'm super happy to be here and uh, kind of get to say my this is maybe my first official media uh, appearance, announcing that I believe I have won the District 3 supervisorial race.
1: And I want to say, we have to say we believe, because what's the process for actually
0: being officially elected. so uh, you become the supervisor elect as you know as, as I believe that uh, the numbers will play that out at this point. It sounds like next Friday on December 2nd the board the uh, elections office will certify. And then there's some onboarding that will happen in the month of December, but I won't f- officially be sworn in and start serving as the District 3 Supervisor until January 3rd of 2023. And we are way ahead
1: of ourselves and out of order because I'm supposed to talk about your history first and okay. then lead into your philanthropy. Oh, it's but boring.
0: Everybody knows me. It's it's all good.
1: You've been around for such a, <laughs> a such million, a good long time. million years. But I do want to ask about... Um, the fact that you have been in public service for so very long, like since you were a baby.
0: Well, yeah, not really, but thank you. Yes. Um, so I actually started my first kind of political job in 1995 when I was appointed to the Grass Valley, the City of Grass Valley Planning Commission. I served for nine years, and I was elected to the Grass Valley City Council in 2004. I became the mayor in 2008, um, and then I was reelected four times to the Grass Valley City Council, and I finished up my. Uh, service to the city in 2020 serving the last two years as again as the mayor of grass Valley so I've been around the block what made you decide to be a public servant you know, I um, owned a business downtown Grass Valley for 30 years. Uh, when I first opened my my store, I started getting involved in the local downtown association and in the chamber of commerce, and just kind of paying attention to what was going on at the city. In 1991, I was tapped to uh, serve a couple of years as the as a representative on the Grass Valley Development Review Committee, which kind of gave me a little, um, you know some insight into how the city worked and then i thought oh i want to take this to the next level so when there was an opening in 95 for the planning commission i decided to apply for that and i was appointed i did run for city council a couple times before i got elected uh, really more than once more than once twice so perseverance is yes. is important And, um, you know, while I was on the planning commission, I attended all the city council meetings, and I was kind of in a position where I want to be the one who makes the policy decisions. It's great to look at projects and and uphold the, the policies that the city has already created. But I thought that at the time, there was some issues that the city needed to address. And so I thought, oh, I really want to do that. So got elected to my first term in 2004. And I always continued uh, even serving as a city council person working with a lot of our different local nonprofits. And just giving back to the community has always been really important to me. You know, I'm not a person with hobbies. I don't golf. I don't <laughs> I don't play tennis. I don't play pickleball although I've tried and I'm hopelessly not athletic at all. So politics and and community stuff has always been my passion and those are kind of my, you know, at the time it was my side job because I had a I owned a local business, but it's for, for some 30 years. Right? Yes, and apparently it's going to be my full-time job starting in January of 2023.
1: So Well, there's a couple of exciting things about that. I should also mention in case people can't hear it. I'm a little Stuffed up to you
0: and you and everybody
1: else in yes. the community, it's going around. Yes, we will be disinfecting the studio <laughs> yes. in, in a major way. Uh, but some exciting things about your election and being elected is that there will be a female majority on the board of supervisors in Nevada County, I'm guessing yes, for the first for time. For the first time, yes. And a Democratic majority.
0: Yes. Which yeah.
1: uh, I think both of those are pretty landmark.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, I was thinking back and I've been friendly with a lot of the people who've served on the board of supervisors for years. And I was thinking back before, before Heidi Hall got elected, there were five men up there and then Heidi got elected and then uh, Sue got elected. And now I've been elected. And I do believe this is the first time there's a majority of uh, women on the on the board. I, I believe that to be true because I whined about it a lot.
1: And <laughs> in, in my past career about it was being all you know, old white men, as
0: I like to say, which they don't like to hear. Well, and it's interesting because if you look at the makeup of the the new city council in Grass Valley, will also be a majority of women. Um, I'm not sure about the town of Truckee. And I know Nevada City just has one woman currently, uh, Daniela, my good friend, who's the vice mayor. So But I do believe there is a majority of Democrats on every elected board of the cities, the town and the county now. So which is which is interesting, you know, very interesting. It's it's, you know, when I when I first got involved in local politics back in the late 80s, early 90s, when I first moved back here. Um, this was an extremely conservative community. So I would say in 30 years, we've come a long way. I think that uh, we just have to step up to the plate. And, you know, we hear that
1: very loud minority and we get influenced, but it's the people doing right. the hard work. Well,
0: that... and, and and realistically, those the positions are not partisan you know, we are, we are elected to represent everybody in the community, but I will say that I just think the politics of our community have changed. If you look at the results from the statewide elections and from the congressional district, even though Dr. Jones didn't win, he did win Nevada County and almost all of the, I believe almost all of the statewide Democratic candidates won Nevada County, which it's been like that since 2016.
1: Yes, it's, it's interesting. And I, Had this um, analogy before about the difference between the people who are in their big trucks and their big flags making a lot of noise and we're knitting hats. And the reality is, the knitting hats is the labor and the hard work that gets the election forward, right on the feet on the ground. Yeah, I
0: I just think it brings awareness to what the real issues are and what our community here really wants. And, you know, I think what first and foremost, I believe what our community wants is good governance. They want people to make decisions based on facts, and um, on what is best for the community, not necessarily what are their own personal political beliefs. And I think that that speaks to the people who've been elected here in the last few years. And, you know, we look, I look back in 2018, I worked on Sheriff Moon's campaign, and there were a lot of people who said, oh, she's never going to win. They're never going to elect a woman sheriff here. And she won in a landslide. She won the primary and she won the general election by, you know, 8,180 votes. So we uh,
1: memorized that number. (laughs) Tell me this, how difficult is it to put your own personal opinions aside when you're talking about the greater good
0: you know it it it, for me it always depends on what the issues are because there's certain things that will drive me and first and foremost is to do what what our citizens here want Um, and sometimes you do have to set your personal feelings aside and but I think When you listen to people and you meet people where they are and you talk to somebody long enough and you can come up with some common ground, you sometimes will say, yes, that is the right thing to do, although maybe that's not what is the right thing personally for me to do. So you and Patty have known each other for years, Patty Ingram, who
1: got 32% Thirty-two percent of the vote at this point, right? As I believe, I think thirty-eight percent. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. And you're sixty-two. Anyway, at this point, you are both running. What do you think was the difference between you two as candidates?
0: You know, I think um, what, what probably the biggest difference was, um, I have have stayed involved in many things over the last thirty years. Um, I left public service almost two years ago, but I continue to serve on nonprofit boards. I consin- continue to, you know, be involved in at the county and volunteering with the sheriff's office, um, out and about a lot. You know, people have seen me at every fundraiser and every community event. And it wasn't just because I was running for office. I think that's how I've always been. You've known me for a long time. You've, yes. you, know, you you and I have trailed each other at many, at many things. So I think that that... Um, I think that potentially was a factor. And I also think that the politics of our community have changed and um, that people are looking for people who represent what their values are. And, you know, it sounds to me from talking to people that my values and what I was campaigning on really resonated with people, and I think that that was really helpful. And, um, you know, there's a lot of issues facing the county right now, And I think that people were really paying attention to, you know, how I had voted on issues in the past. I have a pretty strong track record, 16 years on the Grass Valley City Council, four years as mayor. So people could really do their research and see how I voted on things and and what my opinions were. And, you know, I I think just the things that I have done really resonated with people. Well...
1: um I'm excited for what you're going to be doing, and we're going to be talking about that more in a minute. My guest tonight is Lisa Swarthout. You're listening to The Sages Among Us. We're not taking a break. We're going to talk the whole time, but just in case people are popping in. what? Um, backing up again a little bit, who were your role models? Had you always seen people in your life that were giving in, in the public eye or at least donate? Because you go to Sammy's Friends. You're at the Center for the Arts. You're at the Friendship Club. You're at the Hospital Foundation.
0: I know a lot yeah. about you, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You get around.
0: So, yes, I do get around. So, you know, I think probably the biggest role model I've had in my life for that has been my parents. You know, my, my family moved here in 1977. My dad bought Stooky Jewelers. Uh, both my, my mom and dad worked there. Um, they both immediately got involved in the community. My dad joined the Grass Valley Host Lions Club. He was involved with the Grass Valley Downtown Association, actually one of the founding members of it, helped build the Love Building when he was, um, you know, working in the city, just was really involved involved with the uh, NU Miners football boosters and you know just really took an interest in helping and being involved in the community so i would say you know my parents were probably my role model in that and when i came back in 1989 and i knew that i wanted to you know have a business but i also wanted to be involved in the greater the greater community so um just kind of taking a maybe a, an example from what they had done i joined the grass valley stra club and i was on the uh, grass valley chamber board and then i got appointed to the development review committee for the city and it just kind of catapulted from there and and i think when when you're involved with things if you show up and you do the work people keep asking you to do more stuff yeah. <laughs>
1: yes it's that 80 20 right yes 20% of the people yeah. doing 80% of the
0: work yeah. yeah and and i and i've been really lucky in the community i've been invited to You know serve on numerous boards and things that um, i'm really proud of the work that i've done i was one of the founding members of the friendship club in 1995 and look at what that's evolved into now with bright futures for youth and neo and all the great things that they've done i served on the board for sammy's friends Um, i'm currently on the board for the sierra nevada memorial hospital foundation and for the center for the arts And, um, you know, have taken an interest in some of the other nonprofits in the community. So I just think that if you show up and you do the work, people continue to ask you to show up and do the work. I know you have not been a supervisor before.
1: But going into this job, do you f- see that you'll still be able to give, give those
0: volunteer hours? You know, I'm, I'm hopeful. One of the benefits I have is that I'm retired. You know, I closed my business on, a little over three years ago. So my time will be dedicated to obviously, you know, first and foremost, it's going to be to be a county supervisor. But I'm hopeful that I will still be able to continue with some of the volunteer work. And even if I don't serve on boards, I will always show up at fundraisers. I will always come and help you clean up and sweep up and do whatever's necessary to get things done. And that's just kind of my my nature. And I can attest to that. I've called on you more than once. And I've called on you more than once. It's
1: <laughs> the way it works. So uh, as you're getting ready to take this seat, and I know there's a learning curve, do you see one or two major issues that the supervisors will be taking on right away? Anything that... You, I, know, you there, know, there's one looming.
0: Yeah, there's there's a there's a couple of um, big things. Apparently on Friday, the uh, judge ruled in the um, the controller auditor position right and so what are the things that the board of supervisors a decision they're going to have to make and i'm assuming they're talking about it now i won't be privy to any of the information until january but they will either have to determine whether they're going to do an appointment or interview an appointment or if they're going to do a special election so that's going to be probably one of the first and foremost decisions that will be made and i hope to be a part of that uh, obviously the mine is a huge issue oh we can say that out loud now sure yes well Let's we talk could, about we the could, mine we could bit. always t- talk about it and you know i am still in the position of not being able to say you know what my um what my opinion is on the whole thing but there's a lot of due diligence that needs to be done fortunately for me i've been following the whole situation and because there was a similar project that came to the city of grass valley when i was on the council i'm pretty well versed in how this is going to work the county has different processes but my next steps are going to be to find out what their processes are and make sure that the public knows what those processes are. It's the location of it is in district three. So it was probably the number one question that I got asked on the campaign trail. And uh, there's some incredible people who are. um, advocates in this area, and um, I will definitely be, you know, talking to everybody and and finding out what the community's needs and wants are, and then working with staff to make sure that they are taking those things into consideration when they eventually, you know, if it eventually makes its way to the Board of Supervisors desk. And we've had this discussion, but for people who may not understand,
1: why can't you say you are for or against the
0: mine? So there's an issue called predispositional bias, and it'll take me just to Two minutes to explain it as quickly as possible. So how predispositional bias works is if you're a sitting supervisor or you're actually running for office and there's an issue that you will potentially be voting on, if you are out there espousing a view either for or against something and you vote on it. So for example, let's say I'm out there campaigning against the mine and it comes to the board of supervisors and I vote no on it and it doesn't pass. The applicants... You know, in this case, Rise Gold, they actually have the opportunity to, to to go to court and say we would like that decision to be set aside because we believe that there were people who voted on it that were predisposed, meaning that they made an they made their mind up before all the evidence was presented to them in a public hearing. in in these in this type of land use situation, you as a board of supervisor, you're acting in a quasi judicial. Um, faction when you make a decision so um, that's why none of us have been out there talking about it because we do not want to put the county in a position of either approval or denial and then having it be challenged And having the decision set aside, there is very strong case law in the state of California for this exact same issue where the decisions have been set aside. And then it gives the applicant a fresh bite at the apple. Right. So it means that. So, so for example... If you have a project and you come forward and it gets turned down, the applicants, unless they sue, they can't come back and reapply for a certain period of time. But if there's predispositional bias and they can prove that in court, then the decision gets set aside, then the applicant has the opportunity to go back and reapply and come back for a public hearing. And at that point, whoever made the decision is has to recuse themselves. So it's so difficult to keep your opinion to yourself throughout
1: this long campaign, I'm guessing, but um, for the greater good.
0: Yes. Well, and, and I think people, you know, people understand that I've actually done my due diligence on this issue. Um, I've been at every hearing that they've had. There, there was a very lengthy planning commission back in March that I attended. Um, I've watched how the staff has responded Um, And people know that I have educated myself on what the issues are. And I think that they have the trust in me that I will make the right decision for the community.
1: So that is one of the major issues. I think another one people are talking about all the time is development versus sprawl. And
0: um, are there any major issues coming up that you're aware of? You know... At this point, I haven't been read in on all the development projects that are fron- coming in front of the county. I know that housing development is a huge issue trying to figure out how we're going to build more housing in this community. Typically, the bigger housing projects will come into the city of Grass Valley because they have the infrastructure that I am very aware of. Um, I you know, was on the council and, and for the Loma Rica Ranch Project, um, for... Uh, some of the other, you know, a little bit smaller development projects that have come forward. So again, it goes back to I know how to do my due diligence. Um, I am not a person who wants us to create sprawl here. I want us to do, you know, for lack of a better word, continue in smart growth and make sure that we're developing to keep our quality of life here. But as a community, we have to grow. If you don't build and you don't grow, you die. And so we have to we have to be very considerate of what we do. We have to respect the environment here, but we do need to build some additional housing units in our community. We have to figure out a way to get our young people able to live here. Yeah. That's a huge, that's a huge issue. I'm very committed to looking at all opportunities for workforce and affordable housing and, um, you know, seeing how we bring more units online so that, you know, your kids can don't have to live with you anymore. They can move out. <laughs>
1: Get out. <laughs> like, we are listening to The Sages Among Us. I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores. My guest tonight is Lisa Swarthout, who we are called the race. I can't understand why it wasn't called initially or along the way but we have called it i don't see with the number of votes left that there's any mathematical equation that would work that lisa's worth out is not our third district supervisor after a long Uh, long year yeah
0: it's it's looking like that oh yeah no, i've i've been campaigning for over a year and um yeah and i will say that um you know i've run for office seven times this is by far the hardest thing i've ever done um, just time-wise and commitment-wise and the pressure that you put on your friends and your family to help you. And um, I'm very grateful for how much support and help I got amongst, you know, especially amongst my my, my good friends. Um, but, yeah, it did, by far the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, and I think politics in
1: general, I've talked about this a lot. I don't have the skin for it. People are not nice. Generally, I mean, lots of people are nice, you know, but some people are not and, nice. And,
0: and I will have to say that um, I think because of the, the fact that I've you know been friendly with Patty Ingram Spencer for for years. You know, we worked together for two years on the Grass Valley City Council. She was my Planning Commissioner. We had a very civilized um, race. It did not get ugly or nasty. I never felt attacked. I never, I never wanted her to feel attacked. And um, you know, I I think that I'm I. Although people can be nasty, I have met some fantastic new people in the last, especially the last six months, probably, you know, since March of uh, 2022, when you really kind of s- step in full gear t- from March through June, and you're like doing stuff every day, and then a little bit of a break, and then August, you know, through through the election. But I've met some fantastic people. I've had some incredible support from people. Um People that I didn't expect to get support from supported me. People that I hadn't seen in a really long time kind of came out and said, oh, I'm so happy that you're doing this. Um, People who I maybe necessarily hadn't agreed with on issues in the past. They were able to look beyond that and say, We like what you're doing for XYZ and and we're happy to support you. So I feel really lucky in that respect. One of the things you said that resonated
1: with me early on and uh, recently when we met with our airport people, who are going to be calling you, I'm oh, yeah. most well, I'm certain. Wait, I'm waiting. <laughs> most certain. Was that if you talk to someone and hear them and You can usually come to some understanding, even if you start as polar opposites, and I think that takes a certain skill. And that's one of the things I really admire is your ability to do that.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, and and it's hard. And you know, my my forty-year-old self, and even maybe my fifty-year-old self, would not have been so open to that idea because you know you think that you're right about everything. Um, My 60 year old self is definitely (laughs) a lot kinder and gentler and much more willing to listen to people and um and and really and and to realize that you do find common ground you know i i've attended almost all of the board of supervisors meetings for the last couple of years and there's a lot of people who are really unhappy with the work of the board and as i sat and listened to a lot of it and you know some of it you take with a grain of salt some of it you take really seriously but i'm looking through the crowd and i'm seeing people oh my goodness i know her she used to shop in my store or I know him, I went to high school with him. So if you can kind of start from that place and get a little bit of common ground and really feel like people, you know, you're listening to people and they understand that you're listening to them and that you can walk away and say, let's agree to disagree, but I hear you, I think that makes a huge difference. And that that's what I'm hopeful for in the future, that I can continue just really listening to people, understanding where they're coming from, and then tr- trying to create some common ground. You know, there's not a lot of trust in government these days. And I'm I'm hopeful to, you know, maybe bring some of that back. Well, and as we started this, and I said a
1: majority of women and a majority of Democrats, that doesn't mean you guys all love each other and like each other, have everything in common. So there's going to be plenty of room for discussion and debate.
0: And, you know, one of the things, and I think one of the, I've run for council so many, you know, so many times, and you're in for office so many times. I think a lot of people sometimes will come into it, and they literally will attack the people who are sitting up there, saying, I'm better, I can do better, I know more than you. I'm smarter than you. And I've never looked at um, any of the races, even when I ran for city council early on and I didn't win. I've never, ever gone after the people who I'm going to be serving with. Um, While I don't necessarily agree with everything that the county's done over the last years, I have a lot of respect for the people that I'm going to be working with. And I'm actually really excited to get up there and start working with them because I think that all of us, you know, all of us have some common ground. But I think first and foremost, the respect I have for the Board of Supervisors, as well as my fellow former council people that I worked with, we all do it because we truly care and love this community. We care about what happens here, and we love the community. No one has big personal agendas. You know, people are here because they want to do good, and and I really, you know, that that's my goal. And we're
1: so fortunate that we have that kind of leadership because it's not true of many other areas. Yeah. 30 plus years of being here uh, after high school, obviously the county's changed. The makeup of the county has changed. There's an influx of new people. The days of going down and seeing 10 people you know, now it's four people you know and maybe six you don't. Uh, how do you think that affects how what the county wants and what the county needs?
0: You know, I think that's our opportunity to really listen to people, to see what not just what the old guard here wants, but what the new people that are moving here want. And, you know, one of the benefits that I've had over the years, having had a business in downtown Grass Valley and having had a women's clothing store, which I will liken that to being um, cutting hair or working as a bartender, people tell you everything. And, um, you know, we were very friendly in our store and we really, we wanted to know what people's stories were. So I had this influx of new people that I met who, if they made their way to downtown Grass Valley and they found our store, I had the opportunity to talk with them and say, why did you move here? Where did you come from? What do you love about it here? What what do you not like about it here? So I really feel like I have somewhat of an advantage because I've been listening to that for such a long time. And then on the campaign trail, me- meeting so many new people and, and some younger people, Um it, it's very eye-opening to to hear the stories. And you know the bottom line is that they want what we want. They want what I want. I mean, I've you know my family's been here since the the late 70s. I left for a while and came back. Um, my thing is that I can resonate with the old guard. you know, I know I know all the people. Um, I you know, my dad was in Lyons with some of the major families in in this county. I went to high school with their kids. but I also, And I respect that and I respect those relationships, but I also can listen to the newer people and say, we came from X, Y, Z, and we don't want to see that happen here. And I respect that. So I feel like I kind of have the the old and the new. Kind of an inside track. We've got just a few minutes left. What would be
1: one of the major things, if you could wave a magic wand over Nevada County and make a change or keep the same, what would be the... You, biggest you, issue for you, you know you.
0: probably if money was not an object and and uh, and when is and, it not and, <laughs> i know if money and and uh political will i'd say bringing broadband to the Community, especially to the underserved parts of our community, is a game changer. You know, for if you have kids in school, they need it to do their homework. If you are a Bay Area person who wants to live up here and you want to bring your job, you need to have good broadband to be able to do it. Um, I think if you really sit down and think about it, that is the game changer for our community. So it's something that I'm really committed to working on and um, seeing how we can open our community up to that because. We have a lot of things here that rural communities don't have. Um, broadband is is one of them, right. and so we just need to figure out how to how to make it broader, broader broadband. I was just talking to a group of people about our community
1: and the exponentially uh, large percentage of elder and how many in unincorporated areas. So, as the county supervisor, you really do have the majority of the land and the p- the majority of the population right, right, right. that you need to take care of. And
0: and it's interesting and I will say and and I will hold I will stand by this and I think even you know Dan Miller who's the outgoing uh ch- board board person you know District three is a little bit different because 64% of your residents live in the city limits of grass Valley. So I really want to leverage my relationships with the city um, and now being a county person to make things better for all of us. Um, But district three is a little easier because we're pretty compact and um, we don't have some of the same issues that they have like in North San Juan or in the South County. Um, But obviously I need to, find out about all of those sorts of things I, I definitely have some learning to do and uh, some homework to do and, and looking forward to just getting up there and getting involved in everything
1: well we have uh, now 30 seconds left so I want to congratulate you thank you Thanks thank you for being a candidate that we could be proud of none of that dirty stuff happening and um, we knew that we were going we're getting somebody who is a dedicated servant and uh, we appreciate your philanthropy philanthropy for all of these many years. I am not hearing that music playing, so I'm wondering if anybody else is. But this has been The Sages Among Us. I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores. My guest tonight has been Lisa Swarthout. You're listening listening to KVMR Nevada City.